<laughs> Hi, this is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Yee. <laughs> Guess what? You have another game? I do. But first, it's Halloween for people. Not Woo-hoo. us yet. But it's nope. Halloween. You know, it's really Happy funny. Halloween. What? It's not our Halloween, but it kind of feels like it because today that we were recording is the day Hocus Pocus 2 came out. I know. I was told that it came out today and I saw it and we were going to kind of do a kids movie night thing, but I was like, I can't. (laughs) Don't work (laughs) late. And then I have podcast things to do. So maybe tomorrow. Yeah, you can have a movie day. Yes. We watched it. And it was so good. I was very impressed. Really? However, I'm so happy. I read the sequel that they put out, like, in book form. hmm And it has nothing to do with this at all. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I did not, so I don't have to be like, ugh. Well, I mean, it's fine that they did a totally different story. That just gives me three hocus pocus stories in my head so whatever well there you go yeah so yes we are going to play some games because halloween you know what better way to celebrate halloween than play games i'm down so my sister was the bomb diggity and made us these little who am i games because neither one of us really could because then we'd know what the answers are for the other person And we wanted it to be like uniform, you know? So we're going to play Who Am I? We each have four facts about different spooky related things. And we're going to read the facts one by one and have the other person guess what it is. Okay, I'm ready. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I am very tall. Do I keep reading or do you get to guess after every thing? I feel like we should be able to guess after each one. A giant? No. Okay. I do not have a mother. That's, that's pretty sad. Nope, I don't got to guess for that one. I am very sensitive. Okay. So she said that she made mine a little harder, but this seems a lot harder. Tall. No mother. Hmm. I don't know. Go ahead. And lastly, I like women with big hair. Is this a specific character? Or a spooky-ish thing? A specific character. Um, Hagrid? No. (laughs) Does Hagrid not have a mother? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought he was like orphaned or something, right? I'm gonna have to have you tell me the answer. It's Frankenstein's monster. Oh, shit. <laughs> Women with big hair. <laughs> I thought you would for sure get it with that one. I kept thinking Marge Simpson. I was like, I don't think Homer's tall. Close. <laughs> Oh my lord, that's that's shameful. 
That is. I know. I was like, she's going to get this. Maybe. Maybe I don't have my spooky on yet. I got to I got to turn on, on the spooky. Girl, you got to yep. get it on. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Ready. I always feel a draft. Okay. <laughs> I rattle when I walk. Okay. <laughs> I don't have muscles. I don't have muscles. <laughs> okay, I'm saving my guess for the end. Okay. I am inside of you. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> ghost? No. Not a ghost? Not a ghost. Skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get it this time. All right. I can't talk. Okay. Pumpkin. No. <laughs> no. Good guess, though. I'm very dusty. Is this a character again? No. Okay. N- not a specific character. I like to sleep. Hmm. Okay, go ahead with the last one. I don't have organs. A haunted house. No. A old couch. <laughs> no. Okay, can, can I give you one more hint? I guess. It's, it's animated. It's not an inanimate object. What kind of a live thing is dusty. <laughs> Hold on. I'm holding. Okay, you got it in there. Got you it. got it. It's not a ghost. Ghosts Mm-mm. aren't dusty because things can't sit on them. Mm-hmm. What the shit is dusty? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go, oh. The... No, you said it's not a character. I mean, it it could be in some things, but it's like a general. Can't talk. Nope. No organs. Nope. Dusty. Dusty and you like to sleep. Snow White? No. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty? Does Snow White or Sleeping Beauty have no organs? Good point. Good point. Well, it can't be a skeleton. I already got skeleton. Mm-hmm. It's not a skeleton. It's the opposite of a skeleton. Is it a scarecrow? No. <laughs> Fine. I give up. <laughs> the mummy. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to like it. (laughs) They're not dusty. They're sandy. They're old as shiz. I'm sure they accumulate (laughs) some things. (laughs) All right. You're a last one. My body is very fragile. My body is very fragile? Okay. Sometimes I, I'm slow. Sometimes I'm fast. My body's fragile. Sometimes I'm slow. 
Okay. I'm literally always hungry. Okay. It's not me. I promise. <laughs> oh, I was like, is that a hint? No. Best way to kill me is to double tap. Is to double tap? Mm-hmm. That is a very popular reference. <laughs> Obviously, I'm... <laughs> Wait. Read them again? So I'm fragile. My body is fragile. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm slow. Sometimes I'm fast. Mm-hmm. I'm literally always hungry. Best mm-hmm. way to kill me is to double tap. Zombie. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what? First, I was like, is it a crystal ball? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I'm very upset. I better do better later. Better do better. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself because I am slow and people ask me directly <laughs> things. So I got it. Yeah, girl. Are you ready? Ready. Are you ready for this one? Drum roll. How'd that sound? I don't have it. It blocked out the sound. (laughs) It was like, nope, can't handle it. Sweet. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel, being human, dark shadows, blade, from dusk till dawn, Dracula, Vampire Diaries, Twilight, What We Do in the Shadows, 30 Days of Night, Underworld, Queen of the Damned, The Little Vampire, Interview with a Vampire, The Lost Boys, Vampire in Brooklyn, Nosferatu, <laughs> 2, Once Bitten, and Hotel Transylvania. What are we talking about today? Woo! No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires! Yeah. Have you ever heard of a vampire? No. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> I would hope so, since one of the characters in your book is a vampire. Yeah. He's one of my faves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know yet because I haven't interacted with him enough in your book because you won't let me read the end yet. Nope. (laughs) I haven't added all the the fine-tuning, but I will. Believe me. (laughs) So, these mysterious creatures fill our literature, our movies, TV shows, video games, and the Halloween season. But why? What is it about them that we just can't stop romanticizing? Is it the allure of immortality? The bad boy attraction? Or power? Just a heads up, I watch Buffy at least once a year, sometimes more if I'm needing extra comfort, so it will probably be referenced a lot. (laughs) Along with some other shows and movies <laughs> I've watched. But this is going to be a big one. So buckle up. All right. If there is anyone out there that doesn't know what a vampire is, I would like to meet you. I just don't see how it's possible that you've lived your life and never heard of them. Unless you're a small, small child and your parents don't let you watch television, get on the internet, or read, you are an anomaly. Just for you, though, I'm going to give you a description. A very long description. (laughs) (laughs) The general idea of a vampire is that it's a humanoid creature that requires blood for sustenance. Generally, 
a vampire is an undead human who rises from the grave. There are different ways of becoming a vampire. The most common being that you were simply bit by a vampire. To go a bit further, you could also be required to drink a bit of their blood. Now, you can either die right then and there, just to come back to life later, or you can die slowly, gradually replacing your human traits with that of the undead. There is also cursing, not saying shit. I was like, what? (laughs) I'm a vampire. (laughs) If you got on a witch's bad side, they could curse you and maybe your family. Ah. Or if you are a witch, you could also turn yourself into a vampire. Sometimes it is thought that a vampire is a type of demon or demon hybrid So, therefore, demon possession is also a thing. Hmm. Suicide was thought to turn you or dying without accepting Christianity. Christianity. That's a hard word. Christianity. 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 There was also the idea that families just had it in their DNA, like hair color or being able to roll your tongue. If you were born with that trait, people would find out if you died and then many others in your family or village died around the same time. If that happened, they would come for your dead body. We'll get into that later, but be prepared. It's gruesome. Another way that I had seen mentioned on Britannica's website was that a dead werewolf would turn into a vampire. Now, Interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard that one. So Me I did neither. a little bit more digging around. Nothing turned up. However, there is a science fiction and fantasy community at F no SFFchronicles.com that had a post in their forum by Nessacat that read hmm. at the recent Easter con in Glasgow, I bought by book edited by Brian J. Frost entitled Book of the Werewolf. Mine's the 1973 edition, and its stories basically span about 130 years. Anyway, the curious bit is in the foreword. (laughs) I hate reading Mm. what other people write. (laughs) I'd always thought and read that a werewolf can be killed is shot by a gun loaded with silver bullets. However, in Frost's foreword, he says that according to folklore, dead werewolves become vampires. Have not been able to find anything else that says this, but am not extremely curious as I am fond of both the werewolf and vampire. Any ideas? Anyone? Huh? So I think she meant I am now curious. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I am not curious. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you were not curious, I don't think you would post it into a forum. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I've never heard that before. That sounds really interesting. Me either. 
I read most of the replies and it seems like this is a one-off. No one else had really heard of it or if they had, they didn't know why or where. They also argued about what the effects it would have on the creatures. So that was entertaining. (laughs) That is very entertaining. In relation to vampires being undead, they have undead traits as well as their vampire ones. Usually, they are described as being cool to the touch, pale, and unable to do things alive people do, such as breathe or bleed. Now, this is something that has always bothered me (laughs) in movies and shows, because they have vampires doing things like smoking or bleeding in order for a future vampire to drink from it. So... Mm -hmm. Here's a short little Buffy rant. (laughs) Season one, Buffy dies. Angel and Xander find her. Angel, being a vampire, can't give her CPR. So Xander does, and she's saved. Yay! So how does Spike smoke? In order to smoke, you have to inhale and exhale. It's not like he is just sitting there with the cigarette burning like an incense. He is actually (laughs) smoking. (laughs) So tell me how. (laughs) because he's sexy and that's all he needs okay well our versions of sexy are different and that does not (laughs) do it but he still sexy or not should not be able to do it because he has no breath no none no none okay so they also cannot eat normal human food this one is definitely different in everything it ranges from They absolutely cannot eat food to they can, but it doesn't have a taste or the effects that it would for human. Or that it makes them sick. Yes. I've even seen something where they eat it like normal, but they still require blood to survive. So they're still complaining about being empty. Mm -hmm. On the same line of being undead and their body not fully functioning... If they do eat the food, where does it go? If they can't breathe, they can't digest, right? Sure, yeah. (laughs) That's how anatomy works. Well, I mean, if your lungs aren't working, I'm sure your stomach isn't working. Oh, I'm sure every part of you is not working. Sure, aren't contracting and squishing it or making acid. Yeah. Also, how do vampires get drunk? I see that in a lot of things. And if your heart's not pumping blood, then alcohol can't enter the bloodstream and make you all inebriated. It's true. Okay. Those are the majority of my rants of vampires. Is just everything concerning the undead part. That's good, because the vampire in my book isn't considered undead. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Which is good, because you made a lot of good points I really would not have thought about. (laughs) I think about them every time I'm watching Buffy. To really throw in the Buffy rant, though, Spike in Buffy is all about the onion blossoms. He loves the deep fried onions, right? But Angel in Angel is all sad because he can never have food and it just is so blood to him. So then when he's a human for like a day, all he wants to do is eat. 
and have sex, but eat a lot. So just as another rant is that they, they didn't even line up. Nope. But move. They got some cute vampires on that show, though. <laughs> vampires can be shapeshifters. We all know about vampires turning into bats, but have you heard of them turning into wolves as well? Nope. Maybe, maybe this has something to do with the idea of the dead werewolf turning into a vampire when they're dead, but I have no clue. This also takes me back to one of the bonus legends on the Charman episode where Sam told us mm. about the Ojai vampire. We were all confused about why dogs attacking cattle meant vampires, and I guess the answer was that the vampire was shapeshifting into a wolf. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was you solved very, it. It was a very popular idea, so... I had no idea. I've Where have I been? Because I've never heard that. I don't know. I figured you would because of all the vampire books that you read. And I figured I would because of all the vampire shows and movies I watch. But nope. No. Never mentioned ever. Weird. Though bats and wolves are the main animals you hear them turn into, some can even shapeshift into mist or smoke. With the ability to be Mr. Smoke or a bat, comes the ability to fly, which is super useful for getting away from attackers. But mm -hmm. we also have super speed that can help with that. Every trait is unique to the specific vampire. So even though the vampires and vampire diaries can run really fast, the vampires and Buffy run at a slightly above average human rate. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. Not all vampires are created equal. <laughs> depends on the imagination it does to go along with the super speed some also have super fast reflexes and can do things like catch you when you're falling before you even know you're falling or catch a football aimed at the back of your head <laughs> specific it was i couldn't remember when i was researching if the vampires and vampire diaries ran really fast so I watched like a five second clip video that showed a bunch of random stuff. And that was one of them. <laughs> mm. Yeah. A lot of them have super strength. I haven't seen a vampire that doesn't, but that doesn't mean it isn't out there. It would be kind of disappointing if this hulking evil creature couldn't open a jar of pickles, though. <laughs> I would be sad, especially <laughs> with how many romance novels I've read with freaking vampires in it i think they'd oh, be a he, lot less attractive if they couldn't open the picture he was so dreamy with his muscles and his hair but he couldn't open that pickle jar for me and i had to say goodbye <laughs> i need a real man <laughs> <laughs> some other traits include no shadow or reflection this one bothers me too how often do you see an ugly vampire ever never no? yeah uh what about a vampire with their makeup smeared or their hair sticking up in different directions never almost never unless they just did something dirty so mm -hmm. how do they make sure they look so perfect every single day if they can't see their reflection they just have their bodies memorized <laughs> 
was that something they did before they couldn't see the mirrors because most of them only have like 25 years or so yeah must have been they were like i've done this so much now <laughs> maybe it took them years of their formative vampireness do you know how many times remember. i put my hair up and it looks so bad when i look in a mirror afterwards yeah that happens to me all the time yeah so like how do they have perfect hair they're perfect they're they're supernatural beings that's one of their superpowers oh so the they just be like my hair looks perfect and then have like a force field around it and it's how they hunt their prey oh they attract women (laughs) for being sexy and then they eat them (laughs) okay okay Another popular trait is the inability to enter a home without the owner or resident giving permission or inviting them. I so, always thought that was so stupid. I love it. It's a what? good like defense mechanism. I mean, without that, there's like no getting away from the vampire at night. No, true. Makes them virtually invincible at night. So with yeah. that, you just you can hide and come up with a plan to kill him in the daylight. But that's just me. <laughs> so to go with this one, sort of, some vampires have a hypnotic effect on their victims. They can make them a willing food source. They can have them be their little puppets. Could they will them to invite them into their home? Or is that some mm. unbreakable loophole? Interesting. Never thought about it. I think of a lot of things. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a smart cookie. No, because I overly question everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple traits that you don't really see in modern vampire lore anymore. First one, they are reluctant in crossing running water. So, in old lore, you could escape a vampire by crossing a stream or a river. Not anymore. They don't care. (laughs) They outgrew it. Yeah, they're just like, it's just water. Not like I can drown. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Why were they scared of it in the first place? No idea. Another is that they had to return to native soil at sundown. If they wanted to leave their town, they'd have to pack up dirt and move it with them. Some would fill their coffins with it. Others would bring enough to rebury their coffins. On the term of coffins, you don't see them as much in modern lore either. Mm -mm. For the most part, vampires can sleep in a bed or even on the couch as long as there's no sunlight. Yep. That that native ground thing, though, I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it is that I saw, but I watched something. Where the vampire had to return to, like, the graveyard or something that it that it had its uh, coffin at every night. I in, don't know what that was. In Buffy, <laughs> the Dracula episode, uh, he is being moved to Sunnydale through some transport company. And they drop the box that his coffin is in and soil comes out so i think that was like oh. a nod you know to old timey 
but that's like well no no that's the only time i've ever seen it yeah so another one that i didn't even slightly know about until this research they are obsessed with counting it is said that you could escape by carrying something such as a bag of salt or rice that you could spill on the ground and they would be stuck counting each individual piece of salt or rice. Okay, so I have heard this before, but not about vampires. I have heard this about fairies. That's that if you come into confrontation with a fairy, you just throw whatever's up in the air onto the ground and then they they have to count it. That's fun. But yeah, I've never heard about it from vampires, but I have heard that. Well, I'll have more to say on that in just a second. In, okay. <laughs> in Europe, they will spill poppy seeds on the grave of an alleged... <laughs> you melted. <laughs> I started to say victim. Not, Ooh. No, no vampire, yeah. Mm -hmm. alleged vampire so that when they rose they wouldn't be able to go anywhere until they counted all the poppy seeds smart another way to make them count instead of feed is to place salt in your doorways mm -hmm. this is where the count von count from sesame street came from it's not just because his name is count it's literally <gasps> because of legend what also, I had no idea. <laughs> you should have some clue to this legend because in an X-Files episode called Bad Blood, this is a trait that they put on a, in an alleged vampire. I don't remember that. But then again, my memory is like two seconds <laughs> long. So but yeah, just so you know, now we know where Count Von Count came from and I'm very satisfied. I always wonder. That is seriously interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Vampires are said to be immortal. For them, that usually means that they will never physically age. They will forever be the beautiful 20-year-old or the mean-looking 50-year-old they were when they died. Mm -hmm. This can pose a problem for children who are turned. If you need an example, go watch or read Interview with a Vampire. So good. Mm -hmm. Even though they are immortal, there are things that can hurt them or encourage them not to come around, at least. Garlic. This is weird, but also it's it normal. You always hear it, but why? Yeah. <laughs> Some say it's like Superman's kryptonite. It drains the vampire of its power, making it weak and susceptible to staking. It could be an allergy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if they ingest it or smell it, they blow up like a balloon oh and get super God. itchy. I picture the scene in Hitch when Will Smith's character finds out he has yeah. a selfish allergy. <laughs> yeah. That's just, it's a strange thing to pick. I mean, garlic has a really strong smell, I guess. But... Out of all the things, garlic. Oddly enough, the Medical Journal of Australia had this to say about it. Okay. 
the reduced ability of vampires to feed from their victims who have ingested garlic may be linked to hypotensive effects. Speed in feeding is of the essence. In the probability of discovery and being staked increases with feeding time. Therefore, even a small reduction in blood pressure would increase risk. The garlic supplements reduce both systolic and diastolic blood pressure. Fascinating. I know. Wow, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There is a whole article that goes even further into it. It was pretty funny, but that was my favorite part. Also, why do I have high blood pressure? I eat garlic like no other. (laughs) (laughs) I was raised on garlic. You need to just be eating them raw. Oh, God. (laughs) It could also be that after you eat garlic, you smell really bad, too. Mm -hmm. Another interesting deterrent, which is along the same lines of garlic, is a branch from a wild rose bush. This doesn't really come into modern lore anymore, but I would assume it's like garlic where it's maybe a kryptonite or allergies. Mm-hmm. Then we have religious items. The typical being holy water, crucifixes, mm-hmm. and rosaries. But though it is... No, that's not what that says. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I just make up words. There's no but. (laughs) Though it is said, symbols and items from any religion would work as well. These items can typically burn them as well as just repelling them. One of my favorite vampire deaths in Buffy is when she tricks (laughs) one into drinking holy water and he burns from the inside out. Pretty gruesome, yeah. The sun is usually pretty powerful when it comes to vampires. Sometimes it is said that when the sun is up, vampires become comatose, they are unresponsive and incredibly easy to kill. Others say that the sun will burn them, even setting Mm -hmm. them on fire completely. Ultimately, they can die from being exposed. Either Mm -hmm. way. You're usually safe from them when the sun is out, unless you hang out in dark places accessible through underground tunnels. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, you should. (laughs) To kill a vampire, you have a few options. The most common way of killing them would be a wooden stake through the heart. This can be done in hand-to-hand combat. Or even with the use of bows and arrows and a crossbow. Then we have decapitation. This is exactly how it sounds. Remove the head (laughs) from the body. It isn't like zombie things where you have to destroy the brain. It's all about separation here. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just make sure the head doesn't stay connected. (laughs) Good tip. Mm -hmm. Then we have burning. What can't you kill with burning? That's what I really want to know. Obviously, if it wasn't simply because of the act of burning, it could be because when they are ash, their heads are not attached. Last, there you go. <laughs> last and probably least used is a consecrated bullet. 
Personally, I don't think I've ever seen this. There was an episode of Buffy, (laughs) sorry again, that a wooden arrow with poison was shot near Angel's heart and that started killing him. But that's as close as I think I've ever seen for a consecrated bullet. I don't, that sounds familiar. I watched a couple seasons of Supernatural. Uh huh. And I feel like that was mentioned in it, but I might just be making it up. They say consecrated ground a lot, I know. So mm. maybe I'm just confusing it. Maybe. I don't know. Me maybe either. I haven't really watched many vampire movies in a while. So maybe it's in one of the ones I've, I watched when I was younger, but nothing pops up Mm-mm. right away. Mm-mm. There are a lot of different variations to vampires' deaths as well, but when you have managed to kill a vampire, usually they turn to dust. Sometimes Mm -hmm. their body is left behind, occasionally making it to where they can be resurrected. Burning it to ash is also something that happens frequently to a vampire. Also, if their body doesn't burn on its own, sometimes you have to burn them to make sure they can't come back. Most of what I've told you so far comes from movies, books, and other forms of entertainment, but all ideas have to come from somewhere, and we're going to talk about it after Sam and I play another game. (laughs) Alrighty. (laughs) I'm ready. Want to go first? Yeah, I want to go first. So we're going to play a game of Mad Libs. So I'm going to ask Amy some for some words, and then she's going to do it for me. So first I need an adjective. Purple. Then I need a verb. Jiggling. Then an adjective. Squished. And then a noun. Sphere. And color? Turquoise. Why do you have to pick the one that's so hard to spell? I did not spell that right. Okay. A plural noun. Dinglings. Ooh. <laughs> that's the name of, that's the full name of my creature in D&D. Dingling. <laughs> Dingling. No, we just call them ding. Verb. Hopping. Good one. And then adjective? Rancid. Good one. Uh, Verb? Mm, I have like five of them and then they keep disappearing. Spinning. Noun? Triangle. We have two shapes for nouns. Uh, <laughs> adjective? Hairy. And then year? 1992. 1992. All right, are you ready to hear this? Yeah. Tonight is the night when all of me purple monster come out to jiggling squished witches with big sphere and turquoise shoes make potions and very spooky brews. Vampires with dinglings and long red capes visit with friends. And search for necknapes. Oh. Ogres and ghosts sometimes popping and play on this rancid October day. All oh. the trick-or-treaters 
spinning and hunt for triangle and a scare dressed up as a princess and cowboys here and there have a hairy halloween in 1992 nice nice okay i think this one is a lot longer than the other one it looks a lot longer all right adjective shiny animal pig place italy verb pounding noun dinosaur verb past tense uh ran adverb quiet (laughs) unlike my chair exclamation damn (laughs) (laughs) friend's name amy celebrity norman reedus silly word googly (laughs) i like this one it's doing more than just adjective 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 Mm -hmm. number three adjective slimy noun plural vaginas (laughs) adjective hairy verb past tense drawn draw drew drew that's the one (laughs) body part plural damn it skip fingers no toes verb dancing or dance noun plural staplers verb ending in ing crying 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 noun plural stars adjective messy okay that is a long one (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready ready last night i went to the most shiny halloween party the invitation was delivered by pig and told me to go to the deep dark italy and (laughs) pound all the way to the very top of the spooky dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) i ran the doorbell quiet damn <laughs> I ran the dine- the doorbell quiet. Damn. Okay. Quiet. Damn. <laughs> My friend Amy answered the door dressed up as Norman Reedus and said, <laughs> "Googly." <laughs> <laughs> there were three different costumes, including slimy ghouls and mummified vaginas the music was loud and hairy so (laughs) where was i the music was loud and hairy so i drew until my toes hurt you're drawing with your toes (laughs) i guess there were also delicious treats to dance 
like candy corn and chocolate covered staplers. <laughs> but my favorite part of the party was the pumpkin crying and bobbing for stairs. I can't <laughs> wait until next Halloween. It will be even more messy. <laughs> yeah, that one wins. That one was, was bobbing for staplers. <laughs> no, those were chocolate-covered <laughs> staplers. You were bobbing. Oh, you were bobbing for stairs. Whole ass stairs. The way you said. <laughs> you were all. <laughs> oh, this was the head motion that like did it for you because you're like googly, googly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally crying. Yeah, that was a good one. That one, that one definitely mummified vaginas. (laughs) (sighs) That sounds awful. Like really, truly terrible. And we're back. Imagine if we ever (laughs) got sponsored. We can say that all the time. Or back to the regularly scheduled program. (laughs) but for now let's really get back to it most prominent in the research for the origins of the vampire is romania i watched Mm -hmm. an expedition unknown episode where josh gates goes to romania to find out about vampires he says that roman romanians not romans (laughs) call them strigoi They are a tortured soul that rises from the dead to drain the energy from the living, and they're older than the Bible. Wow. Petra Roter, a Romanian journalist and author, says that the belief of the Strigoi is dying out in the cities, but it is still very prominent in the countryside. Romanian Mm -hmm. legend even had a funny way of finding where a vampire was buried. You need a seven-year-old boy. Dress him all in white. Okay. (laughs) Mm -mm. Place him on a white horse. You Mm -mm. let the horse free inside of a cemetery. Let it wander around until it finds a grave and it will just stop. And that is where the vampire is. Just so you know. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know what the seven-year-old boy on top of the horse has to do with anything. And why is he in white? I no idea. Why is everything white? Purity? Maybe. I don't know. Innocence? A big part of vampire lore in Romania comes from Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. He was born Vlad the Third Dracul. In 1431 in Transylvania, he was a prince or military governor, it said both, of Wallachia for a year in 1448, then again 1456 to 1462, and one last time for a year in 1476 before he was killed in battle that year. The name Dracul, which means dragon in Latin, comes from his father getting inducted into the Order of the Dragon, an order against the rise of the Mm -hmm. Ottoman Empire. 
every time I read the name, I wonder what they had against footrests. <laughs> that, that caught me completely off guard. When in battle, he was known for abnormally cruel deaths to his enemies. Hmm. Most notably being that he would impale them with wooden stakes. To me, that doesn't make him sound like a vampire, but more of a slayer. So good on him. Yes. Less slayer-like, though, he would dine amongst the dying and the dead, and is said to even have dipped his bread in their blood. That's disgusting, and I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Rumor has it that Bram Stoker took inspiration from Vlad for his 1897 novel Dracula, but there is a woman named Elizabeth Miller who is considered the Dracula expert that says otherwise. Unfortunately, I can't discuss the matter further because her website asked that you get permission and we never got an email back. So, well, sad. <laughs> Even before Vlad, the idea of vampirism, 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 vampirism. How do you say that? Vampirism? Yeah, vampirism. Vampirism. That's Vamp- how I say it. Vampirism. Anyway, even before Vlad, the idea of vampirism was around. It's something that has been referenced forever to describe the unknown, such as drought or illness. Mm -hmm. During the plague, people would have bleeding mouth lesions. That was a sure sign of a vampire. Then there is porphyria. I think that's right. Sounds right. (laughs) According to the Mayo Clinic, porphyria refers to a group of disorders that result from a buildup of natural chemicals that produce porphyrin in your body. Porphyrins are essential for function of hemoglobin, a protein in your red blood cell that's linked to paraffin, binds iron, and carries oxygen to your organs and tissue. High levels of porphyrins can cause significant problems. I'm sorry. Every time you say whatever it is that you're saying, say it, it sounds like you're saying it sounds like you're saying poor friends. And I'm like, <laughs> you have one. It's me. Well, good. I don't have high levels of poor friends then. <laughs> no, just just one. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know how to say it, so I'm just making it up. Hey, I trust you. (laughs) Don't trust me on medical terms. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and I should know, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's more of a rare disease, so you probably don't fill out paperwork every day about it. No. But anyway, high levels of Horror friends can cause significant problems. There are two general categories of porphyria acute, which mainly affects the nervous system and cutaneous. Cutaneous. Look, see, you know that one. <laughs> cutaneous, which mainly affects the skin. Some types of porphyria have both nervous system symptoms and skin symptoms. 
Now, these skin symptoms end up sounding a lot like when a vampire is exposed to the sun. Oh. Pre-spontaneous combustion. When someone suffering from porphyria is exposed to the sun, their skin can blister and have severe burning. Nothing that feels great. Mm -mm. I also read on one source that these symptoms could be temporarily relieved by ingesting blood. I don't know how much I believe that, but if so, super spooky. I feel like the only thing that it would be successful for drinking blood would be to give you a different symptom to worry about, such as a bellyache from all that extra iron Maybe and instead, nausea. Maybe instead of ingesting the blood, they actually mean like a blood transfusion. Oh, maybe. But they said ingesting. Oh, okay. So I'm going to take it as eat it. Yeah. Which is disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. In the episode of Expedition Unknown, Josh Gates meets up with Nikolai Ucheroy, known as the Bulgarian Indiana Jones, to inspect an 800-year-old skeleton that was found with a stake driven through the skull with a digging tool. This was believed to be the skeleton of a vampire. Josh took samples and had them tested for any abnormalities. What came up was porphyria, which he said can also shrink gums, giving the impression of fangs on top of the aversion to the sun. For sure sounds like a vampire. Yes. Then, of course, we have rabies. Another scary disease people Mm -hmm. didn't know much about and they attributed to vampirism. Other than strange diseases, you could identify a vampire at birth through defects. In Romania, they might Mm. have had an extra nipple. So, (laughs) sorry, Mark Wahlberg, Harry Styles, Zac Efron. When you die, you might get staked for good measure. They have extra nipples? Yeah. Oh, wow. Also, when I did go back and edit this part, and I had to change it from Marky Mark to Mark Wahlberg, because not many people know that Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch is also Mark Wahlberg. Who does not know that? Younger generations. True. (laughs) I mean, Marky Mark was barely a thing when we were younger, so. Yeah. But he does have a third nipple, just so you know. He's a little itty bitty guy. Anyway, back to the vampires. In Russia, the telltale sign was no cartilage in the nose or a split lower lip. Lower lip, not upper lip. I don't think I've ever seen a split lower lip. What, like when someone has a chap lip and it splits? No, like these are birth defects. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so that would be very rare. In Europe... They feared the red call or amniotic membrane around the head. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. When they were born? Yeah. With the the Mm -hmm. little things on their head. Mm -hmm. Very creepy looking. Well, the... Yeah. I was going to say not the the placenta. The amniotic sac. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
So what would happen if you were accused of being a vampire? For the most part, people would leave you alone till you died. That's not what I thought. <laughs> During many Romanian burials, the hearts were pierced with a pin or a thorn to prevent them from rising. Staking a body in their coffin was a big one. It could be done by wood, which was usually easier to get, but they preferred iron because it was sturdier and would la- would have lasted longer. In Bulgaria, there were two skeletons found with iron rods through their chest. The idea being that it would pin your body to the coffin so that they couldn't rise. Sometimes they would decapitate the deceased, and to really make sure they couldn't bite anyone, they would stuff the mouth with garlic or a brick. Oh, there's a big difference between garlic and a brick. (laughs) There was a body found on a Venetian island with a rock found shoved in the skull. My God. However... Some people argue that it was actually just a loose brick that fell on the head sometime after the burial. So, wow. maybe not a vampire. Let's talk about some known cases of people accused of being vampires. I'm going to start with one mentioned in, just kidding, two mentioned in Expedition Unknown. Mostly because they are more recent, and one of them will help to describe some of the things people have seen in the past when digging up bodies. So, okay, let's start with that one. While Josh was in Romania, the journalist we mentioned earlier, Petra Roter, told Josh about six villagers that were charged with exhuming and desecrating a man's fresh grave in 2003. Wow. The man, Petra Toma, was accused of becoming a strigoi after many villagers fell ill shortly after he passed away. Some even said they had nightmares of him. Wow. Imagine that being your legacy. Yeah. You're having nightmares of me? Everybody got sick. Everybody's dreaming of me. I'm so great. (laughs) The six men dug up the body. Mm, You know, I heard it pronounced. I heard it pronounced. And I still am not positive. (laughs) Mitrika, maybe? That sounds Mm. about right. The leader of the group said, When I opened the grave, Petra had blood on the corner of his mouth and his beard and nails had grown. These were the sign of the Strigoi. They proceeded to pull out Petra's heart, grill it, and make a potion out of it. They gave the potion to the sick villagers. Gross! (laughs) Matrika said, People were sick. We performed the ceremony and they got better immediately better what we did saved them the six Mm. men were sentenced to six months in jail but it was later suspended so let's talk real quick about what he said he had seen the blood in the corner of the mouth was probably caused by internal hemorrhaging then i think most people know by now that your skin and nails don't continue to grow it's actually the skin dehydrating and receding that gives the appearance of growth 
Mm-hmm. So keep those things in mind when we discuss a few more stories like that. But real quick, Josh Gates got to participate in an anti-vampire ritual with Ivo Mayer. And these names are amazing. <clears throat> yeah. I like the journalist, uh, Petra. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I like that name. Ivo is an anthropologist and vampire expert. A local village told Ivo about a man who had recently passed that they were worried about coming back and asked if Ivo could take care of it. They dug up some verbena and planted one near the head of the grave, one near the feet, and one at either side of where the arms would be. It was thought that it would essentially grow roots around the body, preventing it from rising. When they got back to the village, there was coal dancing. There was pole dancing? <laughs> coal. C-O-A-L. Coal dancing? Yeah, you know, like walking on hot coals, but they were dancing. Oh, okay. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was to finish off the ritual. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep, I got it. Josh did not participate in that part, but he did watch. Darn. Yeah. Now we're going to go back a bit for some stories about people accused of being vampires. I have a few stories from Serbia first, and then the rest are all United States. And not to spoil your fun, but I think I've actually heard the United States ones. Maybe some of them. Oh, maybe there's new ones in there. Probably oh, not. if there's new ones, I was going to say, because they were all old-timey, the ones that I heard. <laughs> in Serbia, in the early 1700s, Arnold Pool broke his neck when he fell off of a hay wagon. Shortly Ouch. after his death, there was a slew of deaths in the village, so obviously he was to blame. The <laughs> article, <laughs> The article didn't say what they did to his body but i assume it had to do with staking decapitation or burning or maybe all three in 1725 peter plegojewitz died his body was exhumed and to quote an author paul barber who was quoting a supposed witness i did not detect the slightest odor that is otherwise characteristic of the dead. And the body was completely fresh. The hmm. hair and beard had grown on him. The old skin, which was somewhat whitish, had peeled away. A new fresh one had emerged under it. Not without astonishment, I saw some fresh blood in his mouth. He was staked. Wow. Well, at least he was already dead. Yes. Our last Serbian incident happened in Medvida. There were 40 people exhumed, 13 of which were ID'd as vampires. They had fresh blood seeping from their mouth, nose, and some even pulled up when they staked the bodies. For good measure, after being staked, they were also decapitated and burned. Goodness. (laughs) Now let's hop over to the United States. First, we have Annie Dinette. 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 She died from tuberculosis in New Hampshire at the age of 21. 
in September of 1810. Shortly after her death, her father had also developed tuberculosis. To try to save him, they decided she needed to be exhumed. Enoch Hayes Place, that is a name. Mm-hmm, it a, is. <laughs> a local Baptist minister that was present at the exhumation said, they opened the grave and it was a solemn sight indeed. A young brother by the name of Adams examined the moldy spectacle, but nothing but found nothing as they supposed all oh, these old words <laughs> supposed they should. There was but a little left except bones. So needless to say, Annie was not a vampire. Nope. In 1817, a Dartmouth student, Frederick Ransom, originally from Woodstock, Vermont, died from tuberculosis. Shortly after he passed, his mother, sister, and two brothers also came down with tuberculosis. Isn't that so sad? That's crazy. Isn't that horrible? Bad poor family. To try and save the family, Frederick's father exhumed his body and burnt his heart. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the other family members were not saved, and the father was the only survivor. Yep, I heard that one. <laughs> now we have the most famous case from the United States. Mercy Brown. <laughs> I know that one, too. <laughs> Mercy lived in Exeter, Rhode Island. Her father, George, ended up losing... he ended up losing he ended up losing many family members but I wrote he ended up losing man family members (laughs) it was only affecting the men yeah the women were safe man ended up losing many family members including mercy to tuberculosis the community blamed the undead for their, their deaths and began exhuming the recently departed. When they exhumed Mercy, she didn't have any signs of decay. Her body had been placed in an above-ground vault in the middle of winter. It was... I was just going to say, it was cold, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. It was going to take a lot to get to that body. Since her body was in perfect condition, they cut out her heart, burned it, and fed it to her sick brother. Not surprisingly, he died shortly after. So fucking horrible. Uh-huh. Why people gotta eat hearts all the time? <laughs> yeah, they're making him a cannibal. And then, too, he's eating his own family member who had tuberculosis. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can spread it that way, but it doesn't seem like a safe thing to do. I don't think you do. can spread it through ashes, but probably not. Oh, ashes. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that part. For some reason, I just had this image of like a chunky cup Ew. of... I know. I mean, I did only write that he burned it and fed it. So he could have been cooking it and just burned it like people do, but it was supposed to be ashes. Yeah. Now, Mercy's story might be bleeding over, no pun intended, onto mm-hmm. another young victim in the area, Nellie Vaughn. She died in 1889 when she was only 19 years old. 
She died in Rhode Island, same as Mercy. She was never actually accused of being a vampire, and she wasn't exhumed, yet her grave is constantly getting vandalized and her headstone gets broken a lot. Rude. The only weird thing about her is that her epitaph, 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 reads, I'm waiting and watching for you, which is kind of creepy. Why? I don't know. Why would they put that? I don't know. She was waiting and watching for people. Then lastly, again in the 1800s in Rhode Island, Bristow Congdon. Congdon. I don't know. This one doesn't sound familiar already. Good. Bristow and his children died of, can you guess? Tuberculosis. Consumption. Oh my gosh. Tuberculosis. I wrote TB every time I put tuberculosis because I wasn't typing out that long ass word. <laughs> One of the children were exhumed and his body was burned. This is thought to be the first case of vampirism crossing racial lines, even though it is not known exactly what race. Some say he was African American, some say he was Native American. Hmm. Either way, American. But yeah, just not a pale vampire, I guess. Mm-hmm. I found it to be super interesting that all of the United States case had to do with tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to explain what was happening. Yep, it was one of those mysteries again. And, you know, with the coughing up blood and how contagious it is. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, tuberculosis was mm-hmm. a hell of a thing. Yeah, ask um, Satine in Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah, or anybody in a movie who coughs into an African and blood appears. Doc Holliday in Wyatt Herb. Yeah. So the last thing we are going to touch on today is the modern vampire. I'm not talking about modern vampires of entertainment. I'm talking about the modern vampires that could be living their lives with you right now. Vampire bats. (laughs) Mosquitoes. People. Oh, oh, I see. (laughs) I would never want to talk about mosquitoes. Me neither. Pure evil. (laughs) On every continent, with the exception of Antarctica, there are small groups of people scattered around that identify as vampires. Usually, they drink small amounts of blood daily to preserve their youth. The blood is donated by consensual donors. As a PSA, I feel like I need to put out there that it's not the best idea to drink blood, even if it is in small amounts blood is extremely rich in iron and you can overdose on iron Mm -hmm. your liver and nervous system can be damaged and shut down yep the more you know yeah and like i said earlier if you have too much iron it'll make you nauseous and make you feel real real sick they accidentally told me i can't remember i think it was when i was pregnant with val or right after I think it was actually right after they told me that I was anemic and that I needed to start taking iron supplements. I I have never, ever been anemic in my entire life. And I actually am on the high end with iron. So 
my husband was like, you don't need those. And I was like, they said so. So I took it. And what happened? I got violently <laughs> fucking sick. So mm-hmm. don't do it. Doctors don't know everything. And it was actually a nurse, which is. Oh, well. Yeah. It was. They're supposed to know everything. They just don't get paid for the same amount. So maybe she just got your chart mixed up. That's honestly, that's what I was thinking because I've never seen somebody <laughs> so like adamant that I was anemic. I have never been even close to anemic nope. either. Every time I've given blood, they've been like, okay, we're going to check your iron. And I'm like, okay, I'm go fine. for it. Yeah, I got it. Every I time. got plenty. <laughs> Side note, something very fun about last time I gave blood. <laughs> So the last time I gave blood was right before I was officially diagnosed with high blood pressure. And so I go in there and I'm doing the thing and they hook the little tube up to me and it fills so fast. Oh, that's kind of scary. Like, Holy cow. That's kind of <laughs> scary. Like, blood pressure, high blood pressure is the best. I just in and out on these places. <laughs> Anyway, I take medicine now. It's slower now. It's slower so, now. So, you know. <laughs> there are what we call psych vampires that feed off the energy of others. They can even exhibit signs of hunger when they have not fed. I feel like I know a few psych vampires. <laughs> they just <laughs> suck your energy suck out. Suck the life out of you. <laughs> uh. There are online communities where you can meet each other. However, not all of the communities are like innocent there for friends. There are blood fetish communities. Mm -hmm. Not everyone who is into the actual blood side of the kink identify as vampires. And not all vampires are into blood. So that's interesting. Yep. And if that is your thing, we're not kink shaming you. Heck no. Just be aware if you're going into it that you may be looking for something different than what they're looking for. Actually, if you're going into it, you should go to this website I went to because they got you covered. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So there is a website called Lovence. I did venture to. It's spelled L-O-V-E-N-S-E dot com. It's kind of like just a sex blog, but it looks like maybe they have little communities. I didn't really get too far into it. Basically, this article and out. That was me. Gotcha. So (laughs) I wanted to quote them on what they said about why everyone is obsessed with vampires. It was super interesting. And I think it answers all the questions that I asked in the intro. They said, and I quote, even if they started something as mythological, feral, and terrifying, we've turned them into the perfect vessel for human longings. We desire to be beautiful, powerful, intelligent, charismatic, and sometimes feared. We want to be so perfect and so alluring that we can get anything or anyone we want with ease. We want to embrace our sexual natures, 
and not have to apologize for it. On top of that, we want the freedom to go wild at any time, whether from lust, hunger, or anger. And it's acceptable because it's in a vampire's nature. And let's not forget about our old friend, death. Humans fear the unknown of death. It says unknown. Unknown. I think they meant unknown. And so it's no surprise that we feel drawn to things that offer immortality for far more years than we already have. Now, I just want to leave you with one more odd fact. I couldn't find a good place to fit this in anywhere else. Even though the idea of vampires has been around forever, the word has not. The first time vampire was used in writing was in the 1700s to describe price-gouging merchants. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. Because they're (laughs) bloodsuckers. Yeah. (laughs) I found it kind of interesting that the first known written use of the word vampire was just to say that they were killing them with prices. Yep. So, that was vampires. I love them. They are one of my favorite legends and movie monsters. What do you think of them? I also love them. They are one of my favorite characters in all the books that I read. So, and it's in mine. (laughs) True. They They are fascinating. And they do offer, like, that that whole it's acceptable for a vampire to act like that because it's in their nature is exactly right nailed it like 100 percent mm-hmm. it's like a whole not hairy option of being a weird creature mm-hmm. and you're sexy like mostly in the way that you're portrayed so the funny thing is that in 1819, John William Pelidori wrote The Vampire with V-A-M-P-Y-R-E. Mm-hmm. And it was based around the Lord Byron. And he is the first known sexy vampire. Uh-oh. Because Dracula was not was actually kind of gross yeah like furry hands and shit yeah so and his teeth yeah no. so i think it, it's kind of funny that you say that they're sexy because they weren't always sexy no they definitely have formed into that yeah. like you gotta thank lord byron for that one thank you lord byron <laughs> so what about the weird shitometer? i mean Vampires are classic. Like, I put it at a 6.5. Oh, damn. Because they're not. I have to rate them high. Have to rate them high? I don't know. They just aren't as. There's there's a lot of sadness, you know, especially with the tuberculosis stuff, you know. But to me, it's not super dark, if that makes sense. And that's that's how I kind of put it on like the scale. Like the darker it is, the higher. Or or just I mean, 
drinking blood is fucking weird. But I guess it, we're so accustomed to it, hearing it in our society for vampires. That's what they're known for. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't give me the weird vibes anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that because I was thinking about that while I was thinking of my rating, and I have to rate them high because I love them so much. So. I would want to put them at like a 9.9 because, like I said, I love them so much. And there's so much room to interpret them however you want. You can make them fit your story or your ideal. Yet, when you actually get back in history and look when people were accused of being vampires, the shit they did to their bodies were weird. Like putting garlic in their mouth after they decapitated them. What is that going to do? So because I love them, (laughs) 9.9. Well, they are definitely a classic. And I I do agree. They're amazing. And I love that you can put your own spin on them because that's what I did in my book. They are almost nothing like how... Everybody makes them weird. Like... Mm -hmm. Twilight, I've never read it. The only thing I know is he sparkles, and that's really weird to me, but whatever. He's whatever, man. Because he's beautiful. <laughs> Ugh. He's so ugly. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I don't think anyone that they were fighting over in that movie was attractive. Jacob? Edward. Well, Edward's just ugly. <gasps> like, he's just... I'm going to have to go now. He's not attractive in the least bit, but Jacob. So there's a a movie where he, the actor Taylor Lautner, Lautner, he was in this stupid ass movie with Adam Sandler, and he played a stupid ass character, and that's all I can see now when I look at him. <laughs> I've never seen the Twilight movies, so I don't know how he acted in that. But I just picture him acting how he was in that movie with Adam Sandler. And then it makes it even dumber. But I have also seen a lot of TikTok videos making fun of the acting in that movie. So I feel like I'm probably it's it, it is hilarious. Some of the things you're like. <laughs> but when you're watching the movie, it doesn't it's not. I don't know. It just goes with what is being said and done. But taking it out of context. And you're just like, wow. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. No. Well, so what do you guys think? Do you think if something unexplained happened to you that you would blame vampires and go burn the body of the last person that died in your village? Do you know any vampires? Do you identify as a vampire? Is cremation such a popular thing now because people just don't want to come back as a vampire? Or risk someone coming back as a vampire. True. If that is the case, though, I changed my mind. I don't want to be cremated. Please give me the chance to become a vampire. (laughs) Also, let us know your other weird shit stories. Do you have a witch friend that wiped your memory when she was trying to make you forget one little thing? 
did you go back in time to catch an authentic Shakespearean play at the Globe only to have to help Shakespeare get rid of a bunch of evil witches from another planet? Did you get stuck in your grandmother's hometown while everything was turning gray and boring just to find out that it was the son of a warlock that was taking revenge on your family because you defeated his dad a couple years ago? <laughs> I just just thinking like but if you would like to tell us all those interesting stories um you can do that on our website because we have a nice little form that makes it easy for you and you can also look at our pictures and our sources and listen to episodes at this is legendpod.com or you can send it directly to us at our email this is legendpod at gmail.com Follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook and our TikTok. <laughs> I was going to Amy's head shaking. Um, at This Is Legend Pod. So keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. Most of all, keep it legendary. I do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bye. Peace.